without introverts, the world would be devoid of the theory of gravity, the theory of relativity, Peter Pan, Orwell's 1984, An Animal Farm, The Cat in the Hat, Charlie Brown, Google, and Harry Potter. Figures including Eleanor Roosevelt, Al Gore, Warren Buffett, Gandhi, and Rosa Parks are all well-known introverts who achieved what they did not in spite of their introversion, but because of it. Hi, this is Jonathan Marks, and welcome to the On Your Marks Book Review podcast. This week I review the book Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking, written by Susan Cain. The book, published in 2012, is wildly successful, but Cain's TED Talk, given in February of the same year, is in many ways more so. Some 31 million people have watched this 19-minute video. To create some context, that's the entire population of Australia and New Zealand combined, minus the sheep, of course. Reading, or rather rereading this book, was an absolute treat. Kane, a lawyer by profession and now a writer and speaker, is based in the US. She's herself an introvert, something that gives her the sensitivity and authenticity to write this book. The book was a joy to read, and has a thoughtful and provocative message. The book opens an important, timely and necessary debate regarding the dominance of extroverts and extroversion in our world and the challenges that are experienced by those of us who lean more towards being introverts. Let me say at this point that I am an introvert and so the book really spoke to me. I suspect from my rereading that few people who regard themselves as extroverts would find in this book what I did or what I suspect the 31 million people who have listened to Kane's TED Talk have found. But the book is by no means targeted at introverts. Rather, it's a well-written, thoughtful and considered analysis of the nature of these two terms, introversion and extroversion, and how a tension exists between how introverts are perceived and who they may really be. The origin of the terms introvert and extrovert is found in the work of Carl Jung, who in his book Psychological Types popularized the term. The introvert is drawn to the inner world of thoughts and feelings, and the extrovert to the outer world of people and activities. Introverts focus on the meaning that can be drawn from the events around them, while extroverts plunge themselves into these events. Introverts recharge their energy by being alone. Extroverts need to energize themselves when they haven't been in social situations. Note that there are no pure extroverts or introverts. We all manifest on a spectrum and find ourselves deploying a variation of introvert and extroversion, depending on the situation, our emotions and our mood. The book starts with an unlikely story, that of Rosa Parks, and the quiet determination of this dignified woman and her refusal to give up her seat on the bus. The single act led in no small way to a change in the course of American history. This example, and many others like it through the book, are what Kane draws on to illustrate that quiet and considered voices are often more powerful, or at least as powerful, as the, lo- the loudest voices. The book describes what Kane calls the extrovert ideal, the notion that extroversion is a societal ideal that needs to be pursued and encouraged. She draws on the story of Dale Carnegie and his work as a public speaker, contained in his iconic book How to Win Friends and Influence People, as a way of describing the way in which America moved from a culture of character to a culture of personality. The culture of character was concerned with the ideal self being serious, disciplined and honourable. What counted was how one behaved in private, not how one was perceived in public. 
What Carnegie and the others did was to shift the social fabric from the inner to the outer world. The culture of personality was concerned with the development of an extroverted personality as a way of outshining the crowd in a society that is both competitive and anonymous. As Kane says in the book, and I quote, By 1920, popular self-help guides had changed their focus from inner virtue to outer charm. To know what to say and how to say it, as one manual put it. To create a personality is power, advised another. Try in every way to have a ready command of the manners which make people think he's a mighty likable fellow, said a third. End quote. This leads to, both in the book and in society, the, as to the myth of the charismatic leader. Kane describes the experience of attending a Tony Robbins seminar entitled Unleash the Power Within. Reading the description of the event in the book, which sounded like ground zero for extroverts, one gets a sense of how much we idealize the likes of Robbins and how we see this kind of hyper-extroversion as the same thing as leadership. Wanting to understand this ideal further, she heads across to where these people are born and made, Harvard Business School. As she writes in the book, and I quote, The essence of HBS education is that leaders have to act confidently and make decisions in the face of incomplete information. The teaching method plats with an age-old question. If you don't have all the facts, and often you won't, should you wait to act until you've collected as much data as possible? Or by hesitating, do you risk losing others' trust and your own momentum? The answer isn't obvious. If you speak firmly on the basis of bad information, you can lead people into disaster. But if you exude uncertainty, then morale suffers, funders won't invest, and your organization can collapse. End quote. Interestingly, this notion of exerting confidence in what one says or believes is highly problematic. Research from UC Berkeley shows that television pundits, those people wheeled out by CNN and the other networks whenever there's some crisis in the world to hold forth and tell us what to think, actually make worse predictions than if they did so randomly. Yet they do so with such confidence, and that seems to count far more than what they actually say. Kane describes how this extrovert ideal and the age of personality finds its way into the education system and the workplace. The need for constant collaboration at school, university and work may not be what is good for us. She includes an excellent quote from Steve Wozniak from his book I Was, a great book by the way and an important read for those wanting to know the full Apple story, in which Woz says, and I quote, I don't believe anything really revolutionary has been invented by committee. If you're that rare engineer who's an inventor and also an artist, I'm going to give you some advice that might be hard to take. The, that advice is work alone. You're going to be best able to design revolutionary products and features if you're working on your own, not on a committee, not on a team. End quote. The book continues to unfold looking at different parts of American society and the ways in which quiet power have been exerted by introverts in so many parts of our world. Political power with Eleanor Roosevelt, economic influence, Warren Buffett, and even literary value with Dr. Seuss, or Theodore Geisel as he is known, who would spend much of his time in a bell tower at his home in California writing and drawing, fearful that the children who read his books would expect a person more aligned to the playful characters than to his more quiet and introverted nature. What we should be seeking, according to Kane, is our sweet spot, 
As we understand introversion and extroversion as preferences for different kinds of stimulation, we can position ourselves in our work and personal life to best benefit from the context and situation that works for our personal preference. Speaking of introverts, Kane says, and I quote, we're especially empathetic. We think, in a, we think in an unusually complex fashion. We prefer discussing values and morality to small talk about the weather. We desire peace. We're modest. The introvert child is an orchid who wilts easily, is prone to depression, anxiety and shyness, but under the right conditions can grow strong and magnificent. While the book is a treatise rather than a guide or a how-to book, I think Kane could have done more to help the reader, introvert and extrovert alike, make sense of our world with strategies for bridging the gaps between these two extremes. Some of her ideas, like less open-plan offices, seem a little underwhelming. The self-test that starts the book has 20 questions that are in some ways quite leading and a bit unidimensional, such as, I prefer one-on-one conversations to group activities. I, for example, am happy with both. If the one-on-one conversation is mindless waffle, well, then thank you, I'd rather not have it. And if the group discussion is well-structured, I'm definitely in. But none of this detracts from the quality of the book and the message that Kane presents. The book is a valuable read and an entree to the other work that Kane has done and is still doing in the space. There are plenty of resources on her website. Please just check the companion infographic for the URL. And drawing on these resources for this review, I decided to end the podcast with her quiet manifesto. No matter how you manifest and describe yourself, I think there's value in these 10 points. The quiet manifesto. 1. There is a word for people who are in their heads too much. They're thinkers. 2. Solitude is a catalyst for innovation. 3. The next generation of quiet kids can and must be raised to know their own strengths. 4. Sometimes it helps to be a pretend extrovert. There's always time to be quiet later. 5. But in the long run, stay true to your temperament, as this is the key to finding work that you love and work that matters. 6. One genuine relationship is worth a fistful of business cards. 7. It's okay to cross the street to avoid making small talk. 8. Quiet leadership is not an oxymoron. 9. Love is essential. Gregariousness is optional. And 10. In a gentle way, you can shake the world. Mahatma Gandhi. Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. In the days ahead, I'm reading the book Effortless by Greg McEwen, so do look out for that review next Tuesday. I hope you have an absolutely wonderful week ahead.